Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, a very pleasant uh, good morning to you fun seekers. Hi there, this is Patrick Timpone, and uh, it's a Wednesday, uh, the 19th of January, 2022, in the year of, (laughs) what they used to say, in the year of our Lord, I don't know what that means, but we can say in the year of, the year of plenty or something. I guess I could use a little more light. Hold on. See if that, give me a little more light. Yeah, we have a very cloudy, oh here, I can look at it and see, that's a little better. Very, very cloudy day, which we usually use a lot of the natural sunlight and get of our vitamin E, D during the show and here in the country, but we have lots of uh, lots of clouds this morning. Well, if you care to join us, our um, phone apparatus is still not working. It's on its way back from Toledo, Ohio, where they checked it out, and they said, oh, it's fine. So we still got some kind of a karmic telephone issue. So when the motion gets back in the next couple of days, we'll figure out how uh, how to get the 800 number back up. And it's just kind of weird, but these things happen. So um, during this show and, oh, for the rest of this week at least, uh, use the email apparatus, patrick at one radio network.com. Patrick at one radio network. Dot com. Well, uh, as they say in the biz, because of popular demand, <laughs> Adam, I want you to move to your left a little, your political left, no, the other way. <laughs> so I can, yeah, let me put you in the center there. Keep going, 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 keep going. Keep go- Whoa, perfect, almost. Adam Bergstrom is in the green room. He's looking pretty uh, natural, not green, actually. And uh, he's going to be our guest now because of popular demand, as we were saying before, I was so rudely interrupted by my mind, is that um, he's going to be here on the second or the third Wednesday, as well as the first Monday. Adam is the proprietor of uh, Sunsink Nutrition and SolarTiming.com. His book is Yes, No, Maybe, Chronobiotic Nutrition, he doesn't talk that much about what to eat, but when to eat it. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Nice to have Good you. Good morning. Great to hear. In the I Ching, which was a book of timing, the person who developed it was called King Wen. W E N, but synchronicity. King <laughs> King Wen. I see. I, I like that. King Wen. Yeah, uh, King King Wen. <laughs> yeah. Well, how are you doing out there in Commie Land? How are things? Uh, I tell you, it gets crazier and crazier and crazier. <laughs> really? We, we have trouble getting our mail because the people at the mail uh, space have COVID. So they say we have to be limited in getting I our see. mail. I see. We still get it, but yeah. all kinds of crazy things going on. <laughs> well, you guys over there, you really are going through it. I saw uh, an article we posted on Faceplant this morning. Um, Boris, what's his face? What's his name? You know, Boris with crazy hair in, in the UK, you know that dude? 
Oh, yeah, Bojo. Bojo. He says no more. The party guy. Yeah, no more face masks. Nope, nope, nothing. It's over. He had to apologize to the Queen for partying during Philip's funeral. <laughs> the government will no longer mandate the wearing of face masks anywhere, according to Bojo. I wonder what happened. I wonder who got to him. That's a good question. <laughs> it's, you know... It's really spotty now. Martin Armstrong says too many people are catching on yeah. and they're going to have to do a war in March. So we'll see what, if yeah. his computer Socrates is accurate. Yeah, we should get him back on. And I'm a, I join his uh, little group and I get his inside stuff. I don't go there sh- as often as I should. But So he's saying that, that they, Doug and Mel, are going to do a little war in a couple months just to keep us on our toes. Yeah. Well, he may be right. Provoke Putin or whatever. Yeah. Putin basically, when the Russians came to Cuba, uh, we complained, and now we're surrounding him, <laughs> and he's complaining. <laughs> you think? Yeah. Well, the Russians, Adam, as you know, have have a long history of being invaded. You know, uh, Hitler. And, they did. Yeah, they did, and um, they just don't like it. You know, they're they're very uh, sovereign minded people. And old Poots, he's just not crazy about NATO moving into the Ukraine. And uh, so they may, you know, they may very well control old Joe and have him get involved in some stuff. It's just what we need, right? (laughs) Especially don't invade them during the winter. The first invasion were the Teutonic Knights from Germany in the 11th century. Wow. And there was the Battle on the Ice where their armor and all these troops sunk into the lake because they had more armor than the Russians, so they won. Oh. And then, of course, we have Napoleon, and then we have... Uh, Hitler. Uh, Stalin, I mean, uh, Hitler. Mm-hmm. Richard Mayberry writes in his book, World War II, the rest of the story, that the Russians, the Rushkis, had Hitler dead in his tracks. They had run out of oil and uh, everything. And the, the, it was it was already game over by the time the United States did the false flag in Pearl Harbor to get the Americans all antsy about going to war, right? They had to... But it was done. Yep. Wow, man. Yeah, and of course, uh, America, the Rockefellers, etc., supplied Hitler... With ball bearings, oil, everything, they they would have been. We would have won in '43. They would have run out of everything except for the United States sending them oil to the Canary Islands and by railroad to into Germany. Oh. I mean, it was it was definitely a lot of it happened in the United States because we had many people who were Germans. Uh-huh. In fact, prohibition happened because of the Germans originally, way back at the First World War. After the First World War, they wanted to shut down the Germans. And the beer, they had all the beer plates. Oh, they had all the beer. Oh, is that what Prohibition was about? Is that what Prohibition was about? The what? Is that what Prohibition was about? The German beer? Yeah, yeah, really. But then then the women took over, and they they ended up hard liquor, too, which wasn't supposed to be. It was just supposed to be the beer, because the Germans had all the beer. I see. And they still make the best beer, I guess. And in heaven there is no beer. Some people say the right. Germans say that. And in heaven there is no beer, and that's why we drink it here. Remember the song. <laughs> By the way, when I went to Texas with a buddy of mine who used to go to Germany a lot, uh, I was driving and he fell asleep. 
So we pulled into Fredericksburg and he thought he was hallucinating. All the signs are in German. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Fredericks, Fredericksburg, yeah. Uh, the people around here claim that the Germans uh, brought with them all of these cedar trees long ago. And these cedar trees make babies like Italians. And that's why we have cedar all over the place and they're really not indigenous here. You know, interesting. interesting. Blame the Germans, right? <laughs> it's the Germans. <laughs> Cedars are pretty strong. I mean, they're okay. Um, they're, they're green, which is kind of nice, but they suck up a lot of water, you know, just a tremendous amount of water. And then you can actually see, I mean, Adam, there are times here when I look out and it looks like the trees are on fire. There's what? so much pollen poof, coming off of these things. I mean, literally, first time I did it years ago, I really thought the trees were on fire. And uh, I don't have an issue, uh, knock on wood, but um, a lot of people have really a hard time with all the cedar. They call it cedar fever around here. And I, I definitely remember that. You? In fact, uh, you know, I've lived in Austin for a couple of years I on and off with my friend Greg Whiteley. And he had such a serious allergy that they'd go to his house. I lived in his second house. I would have to go in, take off all your clothes in a separate chamber, uh, wipe down with a towel, go upstairs Whoa. into a second chamber and wipe down again with a second towel, go in the door, run into the shower, take a complete shower, and then you were ready. And it, and if you check the mail, you have to go through all that process. Hmm. So laundry machines, the washing machines were running perpetually. Finally, he got wise and went down to Mustang Island, near Corpus Christi, to get away from the pollen season it was so bad and other he, of my friends pretty much the same and if i recall he was actually in east austin right it, what is it? it's not a cedar tree it's actually uh what did you call it cedar hey uh anyway it's a different tree they call it cedar fever it's, it's only i believe the female trees that are the problems my friend greg humorously in the back of his backyard he had nothing but males cedar trees whatever uh, they're really called whatever they're yeah they're junipers junipers juniper that's it yes yeah. they and get they're these, all over you know people in san antonio have the same problem yeah they get these little berries they get these little berries and uh, um there's a place west of here called bamberger ranch bamberger ranch hmm. and this and a lot of people do that here people with a lot of money they pay people and they'll go in and take out all the cedar you know just take them out and this Bamberger wow. Ranch did this incredible, like maybe 50 acres, took them all out. And you, you wow. should see this place. It looks like another world. The streams <laughs> started to flow, and he created swales, you know, along the hills with the cedars. You know, you cut them and then put the wood, and then, and then, then the water comes down the hill, pools up, you know, in the swale, soaks down, and percolates up then with, you know, with springs. And then all kinds mm. of things grow because the cedar is not sucking a lot of water. <laughs> and it's really an incredible place. It doesn't even look like Texas. It looks more uh, like Africa. You know, it's just crazy. Wow. The oak trees get bigger and bigger and bigger because around here, my home, uh, the cedars are everywhere underneath the oak trees, right? They This is where they go to get, they, they get protection from, you know, I don't know what. <laughs> 
Yeah, this is the first time I saw people wearing masks. In, really? <laughs> yeah, often, because for the cedar, no kidding. the ones that would go out, they'd wear a mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you'd like to join the show with us, uh, with Adam, as you can hear, we go to where no man has gone before. Great researcher, and it's an honor to have him on now twice a month, the first Monday and the third Wednesday, and we're going to tell you about his websites, uh, Sunsink Nutrition and SolarTiming.com. And I've got some pretty exciting news for me. I bought a little, um, I bought a little doodad that I can temporarily plug in a Wi-Fi downstairs, right? And I can upload Adam Bergstrom's PDFs to my Amazon, you know, Paperwhite, whatever, because I never could figure out how to do it. I, you know, how we for years I've tried, right? So I'm going to be able to really. I want to. I want to get your mind hacking thing and the butterflies. What's the the one butterflies? What is it? Butterflies need no taxidermists. Yeah. We'll send you whatever you want to be. Oh, caught, that's great. And then now I'm. So then what I can do, because you know I bought this thing, and they actually said, well, you don't need a USB, right? But you do. You know, you do. You just do. Uh, I mean, I mean, sorry, you don't need a Wi-Fi. But they've got people so programmed into getting Wi-Fi that they tell you you don't need Wi-Fi, but then you do. I mean, I just, <laughs> I tried to upload one of the PDFs from you. You just can't do it. So I got this Wi-Fi thing, a short story, and I can be able to upload your PDFs now to get on my little, and read them and not on the computer, which this is no fun, right? I can sit on the couch and then just wow. unplug it, right? Just unplug the Wi-Fi because I don't need it. So that'll, <laughs> I can just, you know, use it for five minutes, upload your PDFs or my screenplays, PDFs that I have. So this is great. So I bought it all on Amazon. I'm going to get it set up this weekend. and So I'm excited because I want to read the Butterfly. How, you have many pages in the Butterflies book. I've never read that one. Yeah, that, I was shooting for a thousand pages. Wow. But my computer wouldn't, wouldn't handle it up. I did email versions, and Yahoo originally was perfect for like cloud books. Yeah. But then they started getting squirrelier and squirrelier <laughs> and squirrelier. <laughs> squirrelier. But they're still, I still use Yahoo Mail. I use Yahoo, Google, no, uh, Gmail and Hotmail for different purposes because each one has certain advantages. Uh, and between the three, I write my books not on a hard drive or anything, but <laughs> on email. You wrote them on email. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Wow. But the original Butterflies book was supposed to be a thousand pages, uh, and uh, so was my food list. Uh, but because of the computer, I got stymied. Once we get a millions of dollars here, we'll get some kind of technology like uh, used to be in what was that CSI Miami, you know? Sure. <laughs> or something out of NASA, whatever. Some kind of really good computer hookup. <laughs> yeah. So. This the computer we're talking on is uh, remember John Tango John. Oh sure, he donated this computer. Thank you, John. Thank you, John. You uh, so the food list is really a comprehensive list. Is that in the butterflies book or is that separate? That's separate. separate. That's the uh, uh, the the food list is two hundred and sixty-seven pages, something like wow. that. Wow. And we're talking typewriter pages, you know, wow. not uh, little book pages. And that goes yeah, into I, I really all, the, all, all the different foods, like stuff you'd never even think about, and when is the best time to eat it, right? Right. Yeah, really odd things. And 
of course it was written completed about five or six years ago so i think we may have added sheila some of those things you know uh -huh. because there have new supplements and new uh yeah. liquid drug supplements uh homeopathic remedies it has just about everything if you want to know the time of something there it is so all of these books are on solartiming.com right all of them on solartiming.com solartiming.com mm -hmm. And then that's absolutely free, and people can order all your ebooks there. All oh. of them. You have a whole list of them. People can pick and choose whatever they want. Whole list. We've had several people buy everything. Really, over a thousand dollars. Isn't that great? Really nice. That's we great. almost had a philanthropist, but he couldn't arrange it because we really want to send, set up a laboratory, a school, and all of that. And we need. He was going to try and get us a hundred and twenty-five million dollars. Whoa. Which would be really nice because laboratory tests in this country are non-existent. They're all fake, almost 99% of them. And the Rabisi uh, tests, as I explained in one of my recent blogs on One Radio Network, Adam's blog, the three measurements, you need the three measurements because if you measure in the blood, that's only part of the body. Uh, imagine if you had terrorists on a piece of property and you said, send somebody there and find the terrorists. They're not here. Where are you? I'm in the backyard. Well, you gotta go in the house because <laughs> the terrorists could be in the backyard, but you go in the house. Hmm. Uh, where did you go? I went in the living room. Well, they could be hiding in the bedroom. And, and okay, they're not in the bedroom. Did you try the closet? So anyway, the closet, the bedroom, the living room, the backyard, those are different places and all of the tests just go to one spot. Just the blood. One goes to the yard, one yeah. goes to the club. And and so what kind of tests do you want to do? Uh, what, what do you want to do? Kind of test the, the solar timing thing? Eating well, to know if a mineral absorbs. Like many I people see. go and do a potassium test and they say, you don't have any potassium. But the problem is you have too much potassium because it's hiding in the cell. Uh -huh. Cancer... The cancer increases potassium in the cell by 60%. So all the cancer hides there. So what are you doing? More potassium. And <laughs> what you're doing is creating cancer, growing it. Now, if you have a cancer metastasizing, more potassium is inside, outside the cell in the serum. So they don't know the difference. So wow. the qualitative quality of a vitamin or nutrient or anything is what they're missing that uh, just because like suppose i give a potassium supplement to a dead man what's going to happen nothing he'll stay That's dead the same thing people think i put it in my mouth all this hunky-dory it's going to go every place it's supposed to be that's not how it works it's just like if i want to go to la i'm going to find construction zones all kinds of things and uh, traffic jams none of that is uh factored into modern medicine they say it's all in the blood. Nonsense. It can be in the lymph. It can be in the cell. It can be in the chromosomes. It can be in the mitochondria. How do they measure that? It can be measured very easily, but they don't do it. So this would be kind of, it's kind of a costly thing to go and test a lot of these things. Yeah. Yeah. On all the minerals. And of course, acid alkalinity. Many people say acid alkaline, that's unscientific because the blood has all buffered. Yes, but the rest of the body isn't blood buffer. So if you have a cancer, 
it's an area that is not buffered. So you have to measure the pH with a pH meter, a Beckman pH meter, to really tell what's going on. And then also, they measure the liquid in the body for the uh, acid alkaline, wherever, urine, saliva, whatever. That's like putting a roast in broth and measuring the broth. What about the meat? What about the fat? What about the protein? What's the acid alkaline of that? So most of your acid alkaline measurements are incorrect. That's why I wrote uh, acidifier acidifier dye as a reply to alkalizer dye. And both are untrue. I, re- I picked that title to just show that it's a yes, no, maybe. There's two sides of the story. Hmm. But the, the more we hang out on Earth, hmm, pretty much everything is a yes, no, maybe, right? <laughs> it really is. It's a great name uh, for a book. A, right? side it's a great name for a book that you have because pretty much everything is yes, no, maybe. Really, I got that phrase from uh, Adon Lay, and when we wrote uh, Yes and No Maybe, my co-author, Marcella Von Hardy, loved that title. Mm-hmm. So she started using that, and every time she would give a lecture, people would laugh at that line, so she adopted it. And she insisted we put that in the book title, mm-hmm. Yes, No, Maybe, Chronobiotic. Yeah. And it's a very deep spiritual phrase, isn't it? Would be... Father, Son, Holy Ghost, whatever you want to say. In the Buddhist thing, they have the three, right? Or Hindu and the Trinity, right? The positive, negative, and neutral. Three is a powerful uh, number. In fact, here's this, here's some of the listeners may want to try this experiment. Okay. You uh, write in a, in a row, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, on the blackboard. And you tell people, pick a number from one to ten. And then you uh, you tell them, okay, now you're going to say the number you thought of, but don't change it. You know, if someone else says something else, don't change your number. What did you think of? And I have actually asked that question in a room of 30 people, and 27 people picked three. Really? Wow. And then you do it this way, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, you're in reverse. They'll split between the third position from the left and the three. It's really an interesting phenomenon. You could go to Vegas and do a magic show with that kind of, <laughs> with that kind of information. Really? <laughs> I may have learned that from a magician. I forget where I first heard that concept. Then I was giving workshops at the time, so I, I experimented, and it really is true. Hmm. And three, um, very powerful idea. It's kind of like uh, maybe even mom and dad and child, right? Or a tripod is it is the the most stable way to, to sit on something, right? Tripod? Yeah, the tripod is based on Sat Chit Ananda, huh. which is the spiritual name of being. Uh, what was the second one? Uh, I, I forgot the second one, but the third one is breaking things down. It, oh, yeah. Uh, the beginning, the middle, and the ending and that is shiva ends it which is really renovation it's not destruction he renovates to make looking forward to a better model tomorrow oh you renovate yeah yeah renovate adam bergstrom is uh, with us this morning if you care to join us come on in come on in and send him an email and uh, 
ask a question or two. He's got a great blog that uh, shows up on one radio network every few days. He gets a lot of action on there. Uh, hi there, writes um, no name. I don't have a name here. Nice to have Adam back twice a month. I have a question about white blood cells. What could be the reason behind the low white blood cell count in the blood? Is it a spleen thing? And what do doctors do about it? I also tend to get sick very often lately. Although listening to Patrick's show, I have more and more adopted to the idea that viruses don't exist and that there's nothing that can hurt me from the outside. <laughs> Good for you. All right. So white white blood white blood cells. Uh, the thing is to build the immunity to everything. We can be immune to accidents. We can be immune to. Uh, uh, to viruses, to bacteria, to parasites, everything like that. Because not everybody got the bubonic plague. Not everybody. What? How did they escape? Many people have done it by mental power alone. Hmm. Many people can resist cancer. You can get radiation. How come everybody doesn't die of radiation poisoning? Like at, at Fukushima, a lot of people survived. All right. Other people had weakened immune system. So... The, the real key is in, is in uh, immunity, super immunity. And uh, same thing with candida. Candida doesn't harm you, but, but it, let it have all the sugar it wants, but don't let it attack you and don't drop your immunity by an antibiotic, for instance. That's when people get, get it. Well, you can get an antibiotic in your life with a negative thought. Presto, you're off to the races. Yeah. We really do live in the matrix. And we think we get sick when many times we're not. And then also even things like uh, these chemtrails or the, and I think it's a false flag, just my opinion, this whole bioweapon idea, I think that's all made up. I mean, if it was really true, all of these things, we'd, we'd all be sick and dying, all of us. I mean, I, we just would, you know. we. <laughs> But, there are poisons out there, but then how come some yogis can drink the poisons and have no problem with it? Okay, what about this email then? He wants to know about low white blood cell count in the blood. Is it the spleen? Or white blood cell count. Yeah, white blood cell. Is it the spleen? So I guess he's got a low white blood cell count and wants to know if he can work on his spleen. Well, actually, it has to do a lot with uh, acidity, alkalinity, huh? balance it out. So uh, let's see, low, uh, that would be, uh, uh, probably that would be over acidity. I would have to think about that a little bit, uh, caught up guard on that particular <laughs> issue. But definitely it has to do with acid alkalinity. And I'm talking about full body acid alkalinity. Uh, people can find out about this besides my book by reading, thanks to you, the crazy pharmacist who was interviewed on your show yeah. has Rabisi's textbook up with a search function. And you can find all of this information on there. It's a bit technical. So I wrote some books explaining it, like uh, Not not Cancer, Cancel, and several other books. My Acid Alkalinity has a lot, owes a lot to Rabisi's work because I think he's the most thorough, uh, total physiological a guru. He's been called the Tesla of medicine for the last century and the Einstein of medicine for the last century. So 
he was a genius that other people met him and couldn't even figure out what he was talking about. But it, I've read his book, his textbook, over and over and over again, and I refer to it probably three or four times a week to go look things up. So Ravisi is a real... miracle that it's up yeah. on the internet. I, I have a, two <laughs> copies here, but, uh, but now I can use the search function and use it faster than I can my physical copy. And this is on the Crazy Pharmacist website, and you really, yeah. after all your research in many years, you really like this Ravisi fellow for his, uh, his stuff. I now. was introduced to Ravisi after uh, Adana went on his cosmic vacation, uh, the year after. But the person who introduced me to it had a supplement company, and they were trying to combine Herman Akeras, I think that was his name, the macrobiotic guy's information. So... I would, was so fascinated, I studied and studied it, but I kept on missing something. Finally, I got a hold of his textbook in the library. This textbook of Gerbisi was in the library in Austin at the University of Texas. In the room, you have to go in there, wash your hands, take off everything out of your pockets to go into the special book room. Uh, they watch you. You get a yellow pad and a pencil is all they'll give you to take notes of the book and they bring it out to you and then watch you like a hawk while you study it. That room, that's where you got it. Well, my friend Greg Whiteley, I asked him, can he try and get a copy? So one of his people uh, called New York and found out that Ravisi was so accessible, she looked up his home number in the the, uh, phone book. Called up, Ravisi answered, yeah, sure, we'll send you some copies. So he ordered three copies. I have one. And since then, I've inherited another copy because the first one is so underlined in red, yellow, blue, coating, writing all over it. I can barely read the thing anymore. <laughs> so he he really, in your opinion, has the, the whole acid alkaline thing down. He's, he's, he's uh, on it. More than anybody else. More, more than anybody else. It's astounding. I, I learned so much from him that I studied him extensively. Wow. And as much as I value Ray P, I think he's a, a genius too, but he's missing parts of his uh, information is missing because he hasn't really studied Ravisi. He's familiar with that, but all he knows is about the uh, timing of the day. Uh, Ravisi found out your most acidic and anabolic at four in the morning and most uh, alkaline at four in the afternoon. Well, so how can we use that information alone for anything interesting for us? For more alkaline? If you're a bodybuilder and you want to uh, build yourself up, uh, build yourself up to get more muscle, you would breathe into a paper bag or eat a lot of sugar, or sit in a bathtub full of carbon dioxide, either one, and you would build muscle much faster than you would in any other way. <laughs> At what you time? Remember what time would you do show. that? Hold on a second. On the, on the carbon dioxide bag and the sugar, you're going to do that four in the morning or four in the afternoon? You would do it at night. And now, Ray Pete doesn't talk about that. He just talks about doing it. But mm. you're much more, but you're much more, uh, you want to, See, people think cortisol is bad, but it has a cycle and it's higher at nighttime. You want to actually, don't want to dampen the cycle. In other words, make it flat. You want to spike it up so that you, uh, it's like a muscle. I tighten it as tight as I can and then I loosen it. And it's much looser. 
if I just try to loosen it, it doesn't work. But if I counter it by squeezing really hard, loosen it. You've probably done yoga where you do that exercise. Tighten up your arms, sure. loosen them. And then I used to fall asleep every time I did that. In fact, talk about insomnia. There you go. That, that works for me. I fell asleep every yoga class. It would wake me up because I'd be snoring. So 4 a.m. is the time when you want to uh, do the, do the, do the, do the, um, breathe into a bag or the sugar or the or the carbon, you say carbon dioxide in the bathtub thing, 4 a.m. That's ideal. Now, from 10 in the, it, 10 at night till 10 in the morning, it's healthy to wear a mask. But from 10 in the morning to 10 at night, you can have a heart attack by wearing a mask out there in public. What do you mean healthy? You know, why would it be Fauci. ever... Why would it ever be healthy to wear a mask? What's up with that? Because you get the carbon dioxide. Oh, I see. Because you're getting carbon dioxide. Yeah. Okay. Better just use a paper bag. Yeah. That's funny. Okay, we're going to do a little break here uh, with Adam Bergstrom, Patrick Timpone. <laughs> I was wondering about that. I said, well, what's up with that? OneRadioNetwork.com. Uh, this product from Daniel Vitalis is on sale right now. Right now. Before I start my work day, I like to get my workout in. It makes me much more effective throughout the rest of the day. Now, one of my favorite supplements to use in conjunction with my training is Sir Thrival's Elk Antler. These are sustainably and humanely harvested from US free range animals. Now, what's interesting about elk, deer, moose, all these animals we call the cervids, is they're the only mammals who have an organ that actually falls off and regenerates every year. These elk antlers grow out in just a matter of a couple of months. In order to grow like that, they need growth factors, steroidal compounds that cause that rapid growth. Those can actually be harvested, freeze-dried, and put into solution that you can actually utilize in your own body. Now there's been a back and forth history with this being banned for doping in professional athletics. Currently, it is legal, except that it is really rich in IGF-1, which is a banned substance. Now, of course, this is a natural substance. This is not a steroid. But when you look at natural substances, you won't find anything more powerful than elk antler for recovery, for lean muscle growth and maintenance, for metabolic enhancement, and for recovery after injuries and surgery. This is incredible stuff. If you're looking for a natural supplement that boosts your metabolism, helps you grow lean body mass, burns fat, increases libido and energy levels, and helps your body regenerate from your workouts or from injuries or surgeries, take a look at Sir Thrival's Elk Antler. It is a great product, and it's just one of the many many products that's offered uh, with uh, Daniel Vitalis on Sir Thrival and he's Sir Thrival Link. And the uh, elk velvet antler thing is on the front page. Let me check out the promo code. So if you guys want elk velvet antler it up here, is 15% FIT 2020. Now you can combine elk velvet, but so that's the uh, promo code for 20% off uh, FIT 2022, excuse me, 2022. Now, if you combine the elk velvet antler with, um, mm, 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 pine pollen, and you do it in the morning, and I think it's about uh, six, I'll check with Adam, 
But I think the testosterone levels are kind of like uh, peaking up there six to nine or seven to nine in the morning. That's when you want to take them, and then it'll help keep your Mr. Testosterone and and things south of the border, uh, you know, a little happy snappy. And so, but the elk velvet is on sale. And don't forget then, this is a place where you get the colostrum, one of our faves ever, our faves ever. Previously, Dr. Hal Huggins on detoxing mercury. You do not have to get all the mercury out of the body. That's not what the problem is. It's the direction it's going. If you have more going out than you have coming in, then you're going to have a good chemistry. You're going to feel good. But if you have more going in to the body than going out, chemistries look bad and you feel bad. If you had to name just a few things on the top of your list to help get mercury out, whether they be supplements or foods, give us your top five Okay, off the top of your head. Best thing would be the infrared sauna. The thing is, detoxification is easy. Anybody can release a lot of mercury. But if you're using a sauna or especially the infrared sauna, then you are eliminating the mercury through the skin and you are bypassing liver and kidney. So that's a very good way to go. It certainly is a very good way to go. One of our fave guys in the whole world Dr. Hal Huggins, who went on to another reality some years ago, but he was really a, one of the uh, leaders in the whole mercury awareness um, thing years and years ago. And Boy, they came after him for it, too. He lost his house and had to defend himself in court and all kinds of crazy stuff. You know, that censorship of the dangers of mercury was going on um, way back way, way, way back. If you'd like to get a sauna, we'd love to send you one. You can just email me, Patrick, at oneradionetwork.com and we offer them for 1,295 Federal Reserve notes, such as they are, and we'll exchange those if you live in the lower 48. And then we ship them all over the place. I think think Canada now delivered is about 1425 or so in that range, a couple hundred dollars extra, but that's in US dollars. Um, and we're going to ship one to Canada tomorrow. But uh, so just let me know, just email me if you'd like to get a sauna, and uh, we'll, we'll uh, have some fun with you and get you one. I mentioned uh, testosterone and uh, a, a great product that you can use uh, to help with testosterone and all, thing, all things south of the border, is this little guy from Shen Blossom. It's called Arise, and uh, some really interesting um, ingredients in here. First one is fermented yam root, so that's a hormonal thing. Um, ginseng, Japanese climbing fern, amber, it's hard to read with the lights and very small. Amber resin, Similex root, rosemary bark, dandelion, parsley, ashwagandha, garlic, scrapes, olive scrapes. What is this? What a scrape is? Sage, shizo seed, cumin seed, pyrosa leaf, salt palmetto, Mr. Prostate, uh, philodendron bark, 
plantain, gardenia, all of these wonderful different, and they're all almost all foods, right? Really, pretty much, and herbs, pyrosa, wild asparagus root. That's what's in this guy, and it's a very sacred Chinese uh, formula called rise. So if you would like to make some babies or have more fun practicing making babies, uh, this once for you can also take this in the morning. I suspect if you do the pine pollen, elk velvet antler, and this bad boy, um, you know, you'd better be careful. You may, uh, you know, bring some twins into the world. <laughs> you got you know, just be careful what you're doing, you know what I mean? You know what I mean, jelly bean? Yeah, I know what you mean, jelly bean. Indeed. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Uh, Adam, what is the, um, what's the all-time things for testosterone? It's in the morning, right? Seven to nine or somewhere around? Stomach time in the morning. Uh-huh. And I just looked it up on the internet and Dr. Google says, well, uh, a circadian rhythm can be found on testosterone. Peak levels are reached between seven and 10 in the morning. Oh, well. And see, you want to supplement at the peak. Yes. Because you don't want to dampen. This is the curve, like a sine wave, yeah. day and night. You don't want to make it flat. That is not healthy. You want to have most of it. Now, you protect your uh, testosterone in the evening with sugar. Then you don't <laughs> wait a screw minute. up okay. production. <laughs> you, pro- wait you, a you protect yourself. So you protect. So you're just a sugar-holic. This is great. So actually, by taking... Talk about that. You actually eat sugar, a lot of it, and you do it, uh, what, six to nine at night, circulation sex time, and it protects your T levels? Well, I have it throughout the day, but I make sure if I wake up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, I have some sugar. I have it right beside the bed. Wow. So that I just put some in the palm of my hand. And wow. I got up. Then I have some coffee sometimes, too. Mm-hmm. What does the sugar do? Uh, it, it well, it's a, we can't live without it. It's a brain function. So sugar actually uh, heals. If I have an abscess, I just keep taking sugar till it goes away. That's crazy. Sometimes it takes a teaspoon. Sometimes it takes four ounces of basically half a cup of sugar or more. Yeah, but wouldn't people? They probably would say to you if you're in a room and arguing this. You know, not arguing, but you know discussing this idea they said well if you quit eating so much sugar you probably wouldn't have the abscess but you, you don't i guess you don't believe that right a lot of a lot of people have sugar fear and the doctors have put it into us uh if hugh hefner had 270 teaspoons a day of sugar oh because he drank he drank 30 pepsi cola 30 every now, day he did have a heart attack yeah but it wasn't from the sugar if you read a biography of Hefner, he 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 wrote all about the fine dining in his Playboy magazine. Yes, sir. But he was sitting in an office in pajamas eating fried chicken and some of the worst <laughs> food you could imagine. And Thirty Pepsi's a day. Wow. When he had the money, he had a guy follow him around so that his glass was never less than half full of Pepsi. He would just actually hire a guy just to follow him around Isn't and that? pour the Pepsi. I, and, of course, it was sugar back then. Then he went to the uh, other type uh, and ate healthier, 
he did live to 91, but it could have been all those women maybe spiking his testosterone. Yeah, I'm sure he was, I'm not sure, but I would suspect he's doing, he was doing things out the whole time to keep Mr. Happy happy with all those girls around. <laughs> of course, you, you, you say when you have all the girls around, that'll just keep your T levels up anyway, right? Just having them around. The exosomes. Exactly. In fact, a man's beard doubles its speed of growth (laughs) when an attractive woman is around. That's testosterone. That's amazing. Don't you think that's cool? And by the way, it's not growth hormone. Growth hormone actually can destroy your body. It seems to make muscle, but then you get what you call bubble belly. Uh, Bodybuilders call it roid belly, too, with the, the steroids, but it's really the growth hormone that does that makes a big belly and you have central obesity and you can't have any abs anymore. Hmm. So what's the all-time food for top of the list for building muscle muscles? Uh, well, it is protein, but you need sugar because the sugar keeps it from breaking down. That's the big mistake with sugar diabetes. Sugar's in the urine, but it's the muscle that's breaking down into the sugar. So you take more sugar and buffer the muscles so they don't break down and you burn the sugar. Wow. So you get sugar in your urine, but it isn't your muscles wasting away. My father died of diabetes uh, at 54 because they put him on a keto diet. Keto is great for bodybuilding for 10 or 12 years, but show me a keto person who is over 100 years old. I haven't found one yet, but there may be. There's always an exception to the rule. Yes, no, maybe. But I haven't found one. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, while we're here today, I want to talk about the whole starch and and, and dig more into that. Yeah, you probably heard us talk to Ray Pete about it, uh, as the starch and the, you know, the wheat belly guy and, and all of that. And we'll get into that. Uh, so stick around, folks, and, and uh, we'll talk to Adam about it. It's Patrick at one radio network.com um so 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 um well let's just do it right now rather than go where i was going to go <laughs> so right so uh you heard ray pete what you heard him talk about uh were you, were you in agreement what he was talking about with starch and grains and and all of that close Yes, uh, and I listened to Dr. Davis, uh, your interview. Oh, you, you did. And I read parts of Wheat Belly and parts of Super Gut and parts of several of the other, uh, you have several books, and uh, uh, disagree with most of it. You He's do. He's kind of the anti-Ray Pete in a lot of ways. However, there's certain values. Definitely, uh, the starch is perverted nowadays. Now, he says it's a GMO thing. But the GMO for starch uh, started back in 1888 when they started messing with it. A lot of people think it's a new thing, but uh, they called it a different name back then, selective breeding. Selective breeding means basically putting plant hormones. They used to use DDT. DDT is a plant hormone, naturally. We use, use large amounts. It kills people. Well, it also can make genetic alterations. They found that out. Then they use radiation. Gamma gardens right. put a lot of radiation in it and make different. Uh, well, Adam, on, uh, on the Davis show, he said that anthropologists have gone back and kind of proved, if I 
saying that once we started eating these grains, which are seeds right from grasses, that's when our health began to deteriorate. Have you? What do you think about that idea? Uh, it's incorrect because we, as primitive Neanderthal, or before I mean, uh, actually our particular species, uh, we ate raw grains and got away with it. We ate bark off the trees. We had super digestion back then because we ate a different thing. As we evolved, we needed to cook the grains and we got more out of it because our lifespan was compromised by eating all those. But forensic anthropology has proven that primitive, thousands of years ago, before the Bronze Age, man was eating like gorillas off the tree, uh, was eating the wheat and with the version of it, the primitive version, even before icorn and yeah, all these Way, way, way back, yeah. Way back. So, so that's uh, not true. Now, here's an amazing thing. Uh, on, on, when you interviewed him, he said that the bacteria, uh, the microbiome was different in those uh, foraging people back then, and only about 3% today have it. Well, here's the latest thing that scientists have discovered within the last few years. They thought that when you change your diet, the gut would take about maybe up to a year to change the microbiome. To their amazement, it takes three or four days. Yeah. You have a whole other gut. You don't have to get a fecal implant and all that. All you do is, if you're a vegetarian and change to a meat eater, within three or four days, you're good to go. See, they sell the body short. We, we have an amazing body that can do these things. But they want to say, oh, no, no, no. You, I you can't, can't do that. Do that. Yeah. Wait yeah. a year. And you need help from us. You need this drug. You need this chemical. You need this supplement. You need this to make your gut go. No. <laughs> Our gut is smarter than we are, even. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Ray Pete and even uh, uh, Lando, you know, yesterday, I don't know if you heard him, we really like his work, that if you sprout these guys uh, wheat and, and some rice, that it makes them more, and the uh, nixtamalization of corn that Ray Pete talks about, that it makes them all more digestible. Are you in agreement to that? Oh, my, much more. It may, in fact, they do. Have, <clears throat> we do have trouble uh, digesting it because of the processing. Yeah. When, when you buy bread, you buy something that uses either iodide, which causes cancer, or bromate, which causes cancer, or something. Your grandmother, when they made bread, it took 12 hours. Now they make it in an hour. What's wrong with this picture? It, it means it's not thoroughly prepared and it's very different and it causes wheat belly and rye belly and corn belly and all those belly. Yeah, yeah. So Bear Lando yesterday suggested that, um, um, let's see, where was I going? He suggested that there is a rice that you can get that has the outer part off but you can also sprout it. Did you? That's really interesting. I'd like to. I don't know how you would find that. Have you ever heard of such a? But he says it's, it exists. I've heard it. I don't know where to find it. But here's the thing: the safest starch, according to Ray Pete, is well cooked uh, short grain rice. Well cooked. 
it's safer than potato starch even. So so that kind of right. Oh, that's even even with the show. yeah even with the uh, with the germ on. Are you saying right? But even yeah. Ray Pete said that the germ thing was difficult to digest, didn't he? Well, except in uh, short green, well cooked, and the, the cooking process itself detoxifies it. I see. The, the plant is against, has chemical warfare against animals. Right. I never figured that an animal was going to figure out how to destroy those poisons by cooking it. <laughs> right. Oh, I see. <laughs> so I see. We, let's hope, that don't tell the plants, because if they catch on, they might figure a different type of poison to kill human beings. So you think if folks, uh, when it, uh, the short grain organic brown rice is... It, or actually, white rice is healthier, strangely enough. Just like white bread is healthier. I learned that from Dirk Pearson and Sandy Shaw, that they uh, they said the brown bread uh, has enzymes in it that makes it rancid before you ever get it in your mouth. So I got the white bread without the uh, benzene in it, and they used to sell such a love. It still wasn't my highest choice. I don't eat that today. I either get the whole grains when I eat them, but I eat very little grains. Uh, sometimes rice, my major uh, starch is really potato. potatoes. Potatoes. And lots of butter. Uh, what about? Uh, do you know anything about jasmine rice? Is it anything? About- I, I think it's okay if if you cook it well, and then to guard against pers- against presorption. That's what Ray Pete says, and there's plenty of studies to show it. The raw pasta will get in the capillaries and actually block them up. That's why it can cause dementia, and and a worst case scenario, heart attacks and stroke. Usually, it just contributes to dementia. Now, when, you, when you're when you eating omega-3 fatty acids and you combine it with uh, that starch, you get quick results, quick aging. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So that's why pasta is a challenge. As long as you cook it well, and I cook my pasta for uh, about 30 minutes, and then Whoa. that seems to do it. Hey, but it, I found a doesn't pasta it turn to mush no when you do that? Iron. Yeah, doesn't it turn like, to mush when you do that? I mean, not really. No, not really. No, I just leave it at a a, a low, uh, just below a boil, you know, mm-hmm. and it gets nice and soft. Uh, but I don't eat it out of donkey. I've had friends that eat raw pasta. <laughs> yeah, one friend of mine in Austin. Hmm. And then you can also sprout uh, the einkorn wheat, right? If you want to do that, really take it to another level. Before you, uh, Alondo was talking about yesterday. He he sprouts it and then he dries it in the hydrator and then grinds it up and then makes uh, sourdough bread with that. So that's pretty fun. You know, I get a little wax about sprouting things. Yeah. So Viber Gal comes and say, grabs it out of my hand and says, we're sprouting that. She's, she's a, 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 a vehement sprouter. <laughs> and she was healthy for it. She ran 25-mile marathon, did all kinds of things like uh-huh. that. Yeah, she, she's a real health food person. And what, is the, what does the sprouting do exactly? Uh, it neutralizes the chemical warfare. Hmm. Hmm. And how do we know when we sprout it long enough? When you've done it long enough? Yeah. I don't think you need to do it uh, but an hour or so. Ray oh. Pete sometimes recommends three hours of cooking kale and things. We, uh, at a low cook, like in a crock pot or something, there's no problem with that. It makes it more digestible if you go. And contrary to popular belief, it doesn't break down all the uh, vitamins and minerals like they say it, especially the minerals a mineral is a mineral 
you're not going to go anywhere. A uh, yeah. boil a uh, boil a coin. How long does it take to dissolve that coin? I mean, common sense. That coin's going to be there a hundred years later if you're boiling it. Maybe yeah. not that long, but yeah. for at least a month. <laughs> so, um, so let's go back to Davis, and he talked about. Um, he suggested that the grains and the sugar were the issues with myocardial infarction and and uh, and uh, you know atherosclerosis, and that's where you disagree with him. Perverted grains are. That's no. There's no argument there. But sugar isn't the problem. And to his credit, he knows the difference between glycemic index and glycemic load. He understands that. Most people don't. I used to marvel that a carrot is 97 on the index and sucrose is only 60. What the heck? What the well, heck? that's because of load. Uh, when you eat a teaspoon of sugar, it's concentrated. How much sugar is in an orange? <laughs> there's water. There's all kinds of other things. Hmm. So you're basically comparing a, a, uh, a quart of uh, sucrose to a teaspoon of sugar in the orange. Yeah. If you really do perceptual. And that's why glycemic index is ridiculous. Glycemic load combined with index and several other factors like slowing things down with butter and things like that make all the difference in the world. Uh, I was up about uh, 3 o'clock this morning and did about an hour of yoga. had a really nice time stretching and uh, had some raw goat's milk and I put about two big tablespoons of the beet sugar in there, you know, and cooked it up and drank that and, 90 blinkers for about four or five hours. It was great. So it's amazing, isn't it, that sugar can can do, put you to sleep, help you to sleep. It, it relaxes your body. Yeah, definitely, hmm. definitely. Now, you know, I eat sugar in larger amounts when I'm under stress, but it's more like a medicine than anything. So people out there, don't worry. You're not, you, you can be healthy without eating tablespoons of white sugar like I do. But if you have a physical problem, use it as a medicine. It's it's a much less harmful drug than everything else they're going to give you. They're going to give you cortisol. They're going to give you, you know, Tylenol, whatever. And uh, sugar at least isn't going to kill you. But you don't have to eat teaspoons of sugar. Like you can eat sweet fruit, mangoes, uh, peaches, whatever you want. And, and there's sugar in tomatoes. They're high in sugar. And uh, pineapple and pineapple. Uh, yeah. dragon fruit at night, uh, cactus pear. And pineapple is a, it's a nighttime, right? That's a nighttime thing. Yes, definitely. And and by the way, yeah. with a potato, when you dextrinize it, you're sugarizing it. You're turning it into glucose. Um. So on the potato, that's why you, if you can, you dextrinize it where you cook it at. A lower temperature of what maybe 300 for four or five hours uh, you can actually cook it at 400 too 400 may even make more ketones uh, so it depends oh. if you have poor digestion then if you have really poor digestion like a cancer patient they should cook their potatoes at 200 all day because then they won't die of cachechia which basically is uh, they starve to death most cancer deaths if not killed by chemo or killed by radiation they die of starvation. 
Do they? Back in the day, hmm. people used to walk around with with tumors in a wheelbarrow. There, there, one one man's picture I saw had testicles uh, about <laughs> what the size of balloons. You know, and he had to have a, a uh, have a walk around with a wheelbarrow with his testicles in. I they don't allow it when that happens that long anymore. So, so in general, on the potato. The longer you can cook it, the better, really, right? The longer you cook it, and that would mean yes, adjusting the temperature so you don't over, on. yeah, so you don't overcook it, right? Three hundred might take two hours or three hours or something. Now, Ray Pete, interesting. Here's a, a little critique of something he says. He doesn't like uh, baked potato as much as other type of potatoes because of the caramelization. Well, I checked this out. When I first found out, I wanted to make sure it was correct, but it is. Caramelization is what makes the ketones that he talks about so many times. If you don't have the, if you don't have the certain heat and the certain browning of the potato, you don't have ketones. So you can't make a protein out of it. So a bodybuilder would want to cook it at 400 degrees, but someone with poor digestion or cancer or something would want it to 200 you can set the temperature and get different results. You can actually take one food and make a hundred foods out of it by how you prepare it, yeah. whether it's raw or whether it's uh, whatever. You can make different foods out of one food. So, so muscles, bodybuilders, they do better with uh, cooking a potato at 400, but sure doesn't take very long at 400. Is that okay? Yeah, it takes about uh, an hour, depending on the oven. You know, a lot of that 400 degrees depends on the oven. Yeah, uh, yeah. I see it. We have a small oven and a larger one, uh, one that is portable and another one. And it's different in the cooking times. And also the big space in one versus the smaller space. Uh, Adam Bergstrom is here. Yes, no, maybe. Chronobiotic Nutrition. You can go on his website, uh, Sunsink Nutrition, and you pay... 99 bucks and you get everything for the rest of your life even if you, even if you live to 144 solar <laughs> and then solartimey.com that's a freebie and that's where you get all his books and you can do the butterflies and the mind hacking thing and put it on your little um, Kindle thing and read it which I'm going to do I'm pretty excited about that um, so uh, let's do some emails here. Let's go back to the shot here. Um, um, this was, I think, the, I think this was on your blog, but I thought it was an interesting question. Uh, we live in a land of Serbia, which is heavily bombarded with depleted uranium ammunition. Wow. Is there anything that we can do should be aware of while choosing our food, how do you think this situation might affect us? Uh, this was on one of your, oh no, this is on one of our shows. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Uh, do you have any ideas about depleted uranium? Yes, don't eat fish oil. <laughs> fish oil is radiation poisoning. <laughs> Ravisi discovered that. He was, he was an expert for the U.S. Navy on radiation and how to prevent it. And that's one thing you found, that basically taking fish oil is a slow way of radiation poisoning. 
because anyone who is exposed, you hear about an alkaline diet. You want to get alkaline? Go get a dose of radiation. You're instantly alkaline, more alkaline than you can even dream of because cancer actually has a lot to do with alkalinity, not the acidity they talk about. Ray Pete has actually said that on your show too. So what about so this fellow in Serbia? You want a good protein yeah. Yeah. and you want to stay acidic, slightly acidic because we're talking about balance. So this fellow in Serbia, if they have exposure to um, um, depleted uranium, protein you say, and what? Yeah, protein will help and sugar will help. Sure. If you want to be on the acidic side. On the acidic side. In, in uh, my blogs, on Adam's blog and in our my books, I go into the uh, acid-alkaline foods. A lot of people think dairy is, is acid. It's alkaline. <laughs> it's quite provable. Now, some cheeses like cheddar and things have sli are slightly acidic. But most dairy is alkaline. If you want to get alkaline, not acidic. They somehow confuse mucus with acidity. <laughs> so more acid and it helps the body to detox from these guys. By like the way, why is acid considered bad in our society? And this is very humorous. What did, uh, what did uh, Eve give Adam in the garden? An, an apple. 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 And an apple has malic acid. So apples are evil because they have malic acid. Acid. We have malevolent, malefic, uh, malformed, all out of acid. That word. You can find hundreds of words in the dictionary with mal. Uh, let's see. Uh, Malabsorption. Maleficent. Yeah, uh, yeah. On and on, on. They exist. Somewhere I have a big list of them on Adam's blog. Hmm. And in my acid alkaline book. Very interesting. We were we were when we were talking about how I brought up uh, um, maple syrup because I like to I like maple syrup, and uh, Dr. Ray Pete suggested that the lighter version is actually better because it's not it's not cooked so much, right? So you uh, know, uh, again, he's talking about the caramelization process, so you would get more ketones out of the darker deal. And also, the darker one is a seasonal. Actually, it turns out it's seasonal. So I would still take the grade C, which now they don't have anymore. They just divided in A and B to confuse people. I would want the well-cooked maple syrup in that case. But there's no problems if, if one wants to have the lighter maple syrup. Yeah. And lately, we eat mostly sugar. One just thing sugar. is budgetary. It saves a heck of a lot of money. I've just bought another 50-pound bag of uh, sugar uh, about uh, uh, two Saturdays ago. Wow. So I, I found some really light one. This is from uh, um, Canada. You see a little Canadian maple thing. Uh, really, really light. And we can get the real dark stuff. So I think I'm going to alternate, you know. Um, but it's interesting. I looked at the sugar content. And Adam, the sugar content of this really light stuff is about... Um, 30 or 40% less than the dark stuff. Maybe they cook yep. it more and, and gets more sugar? Hmm. And of course, I want the dark, I want the more sugar I That's get. Because right. you're, you're a sugar monster. You want it all, baby. Yeah, I get it. Oh, I it it's the bear in me. Put honey around the bear. They don't care if they get stung by 10,000 bees to get to that, huh? That's, give me the honey. 
Yeah, bears. What's with bears and honey? They 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 must know that the sugar thing they is like good, it. <laughs> uh, good for you, huh? Yeah. I I never heard of a bear having sugar diabetes. <laughs> no, <laughs> probably probably not. Uh, here's an email for Adam. What does Adam think about the idea that trauma may be may alter a person's DNA in some way, so that our ancestors' trauma may be passed on generationally? resulting in unseen impacts on our own lives? And what about traumas we experience ourselves and the ways in which they affect our lives and our health? Hmm. Well, we're in Dr. Massey's territory, and he's right. You do pass on family uh, uh, trauma. But it's not the DNA. That's a mistake. They say it's the DNA because they can patent the DNA. There's proteonomics below DNA, there's below genomics, and all kinds of other sugar genomics as well. Remember the eight essential sugars? That's mm. genetic. So I prefer to call it hereditary. Her- heredity does exist. DNA is just one minor step in the process because they can access it, and they can patent it, mm. and they can charge us outrageous amounts of money. But the protein below the DNA can change it. That's what RNA is all about. Mm. So it's highly changeable. But yes, it can be passed on. Let me give you an example. A high school buddy of mine dropped a, uh, a vice on his right toe when we were in high school. He lost the nail. Uh, he had a mother trauma, a severe mother trauma. 20 years later, he has a child. The child is born with a missing toenail on the right crushed toenail on the right side there's many cases of this happening now how how can a baby how can it be passed on that trauma to the child and if i followed the child i could probably find some of the same trauma patterns that my high school buddy had Hmm. there's many cases of that that happen so it's a very real deal yeah you know after spending some time with the bear and you and and melissa I've been uh, really been spending a lot of time in contemplation, just going back through my life and uh, kind of remembering traumatic kind of things, small, medium, large, right? And then redoing them. You know what I'm saying? Just redoing them. Just you just redo them. You just redo them because it's all now anyway, right? So you say, well, no, I don't. I'm not going to react like that. Remember when the IRS visited me? You know, remember that in 2013, they come knocking on my door at eight o'clock in the morning in vests and guns. I had a little IRS karma, and I've revisited that one and and did it really well many times. And I think that's a nice way how to erase the trauma. You, particularly if you yell and scream, because otherwise you remember it over and over and put it back into the unconscious. But when you yell and scream, it usually releases it and you yawn and stretch. That's why yawning and stretching is so important. You know, I I relive uh, over and over, at least every year, multiple times, when I was uh, in the uh, ninth grade, I got accosted by two juvenile delinquents, one with a, a stick with a nail in it, and the other one, they said, get down in the wash. Well, I managed to escape, but I redo that all the time. I kick them in the so-and-so, I do this, I do that, over and over. Another time I got knocked out by a gang that beat me up, and I, I redo that every time. And 
I become a Superman or this or that. So this stuff sticks in your nervous system. You know, when my mother died, her, the back of her hands ripped off. Can you imagine what a trauma that was? Wow. I would get a rash on the anniversary in the back of my in hand, the back of your hand where they ripped off. Yeah, yeah. And that's what happens from eating a certain diet, by the way. I was headed for that until I changed my ways. And that I already paid my life for. Oh, so well, what kind of things did you change because of your um, awareness of Ray Pete's work? A can of tuna a day and all the mayonnaise. <laughs> I I just gave away 24 mayonnaise bottles, and I still have about 100 left to put things in from eating all that mayonnaise. There were times I ate a quart of mayonnaise in, in less than two days. A quart. Whoa. You think that isn't going to have an effect on you? <laughs> <laughs> wow. So that was the biggest thing you were doing tuna. You were doing tuna salads with mayonnaise. What else did and you... adding orange because I was getting edema and I wasn't sure I did make so many changes. But uh, a vibrant gal, uh, her ex lived in New Zealand. And he called up and said he had edema. She just told him that the, the, the oranges, it went away within a couple of days. Wow. So, so he doesn't have edema anymore. So oranges are a miracle food. Yeah, oranges. Um, you know, I want to ask you just for fun. Um, do you guys do any ever have a uh, an occasion to go into some of the big stores out there, like the Safeways, or or do you get all your food in other places? I'm wondering how the shelves are out there. We're starting to see a lot of empty shelves here in in H E B and Dripping Springs. I mean, lots, lots. Not here because Newsom is restricting the food now and shipping it because we're the breadbasket of the nation. You know, 97% of the almonds, uh, 97% of the uh, Brussels sprouts, I believe it is, are artichokes. Artichokes. Uh, we have uh, the Central Valley. We have down there Palm Springs and in India, all of that area. It all comes from there. Also, Texas, you know, South Texas has a lot of it, too. Right. But uh, they're restricting the food. One reason we're here in commie land, because the restrictions get crazier and crazier here, is for the food. When the starvation occurs, we want the local farmers. We've made friends with local farmers. The oranges we get from a guy named BD, oh man, they're the best, uh, the best oranges. Yeah. Uh, he's not growing them right now or we can't get the same amount. The other oranges don't even compare to this guy's oranges. And he grows oranges in nearby Ohio yeah. and in Carpinteria. The things I'm seeing empty are things that I don't buy. But uh, I've noticed, uh, for example, I like the um, marig. Uh, what is it? What's the the butter from Ireland? Uh, what is it? Um, um, oh, Kerrygold. Yeah, Kerrygold. Kerrygold butter, grass-fed butter, and that you know that's been completely out, which I've never seen. And I guess so. They have a supply chain thing coming in on the ships, you know, in the Atlantic that they're all jammed up because it's alleged COVID, and and I see a lot of. Um, things that you would suspect are coming from either China or, you know, Europe. You know, you can see those are out. So I think there's a lot of supply chain stuff that's really going on. Uh, so so Mussolini, he's keeping a lot of the food there rather than shipping it out. So that's why you guys don't have any issues. Yes. 
by the way, raw milk seems to be under attack. We couldn't get any. Really? Uh, we get raw cheese. We get raw cream. We get different dairy products, butter. Uh, but the company, there, it was empty. So Vibrant Gal called them up and found out that they had a fire. Then they had a second fire under suspicious circumstances. So it put them out of business for about a month. And now they're getting online and we may be able to get our raw milk again. Uh, yeah. We have an issue sometimes to get raw cream, but it's more of uh, not enough grass, you know, for the cows if we have going through droughts, you know, and they don't want to use right. a... We usually go through uh, a quart of raw cream a, a, uh, a week. And uh, what else did we get? Well, yeah, maybe it's a half a quart. No, it is a quart. We go through a quart. And uh, then we get butter, raw butter, and then we get raw cheddar cheese. Yeah. That's mainly what we get. What do you do with the cream? You just drink it? And put it in the coffee. Oh, yeah, <laughs> man. That's what I like, too. Just put it in the coffee. Yeah. Yeah, put it in the... And, and I put it... One of my favorite desserts is half sugar and half cream. Mmm. <laughs> 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 Adam, stay right there. This is Patrick Timponi along with Adam Bergstrom, OneRadioNetwork.com. Some time ago, I guess it's been over two years now, we were introduced to a technology of Brown's Gas Hydrogen, and uh, um, it's really interesting. I think there's some very cool things going on here. If you would like to explore it, you can go on our website and listen to George Wiseman on some of the shows. Really understand about why you might want to have a little hydrogen in your life. You can breathe the gas and drink the water. You can also go to molecularhydrogeninstitute.com and look at some of peer-reviewed studies and see what people do and how well they do after some pretty traumatic things like strokes and stuff with hydrogen. It's a very interesting technology. Listen to Patrick Flanagan. He talked about it uh, some time ago. This conversation goes back seven years with Dr. Patrick Flanagan. Listen. And then I discovered uh, that Hunza water also contained negative ionized hydrogen, which is a source of biological electrons. When we're young, we have enzymes in our body called dehydrogenase, and the purpose of dehydrogenase is to lift off hydrogen ions from foods we eat and and their purpose is to create NADH which is a chemical that acts as a shuttle in the mitochondria for producing uh, all the energy in our body adenosine triphosphate and when people take this it it causes DNA repair it heals the body from uh, all kinds of oxygen-free radicals. It also helps the body recover from damage from radiation. Well, we certainly want some of this stuff, right? Check out our AquaCure machine. AquaCure machine on OneRadioNetwork.com. Lifetime warranty. And along with a lifetime warranty, a one-year, no-questions-asked, money-back guarantee. If you don't like your results, breathe the gas, bubble the water, Listen to what Dr. Flanagan has to say about this and others. The AquaCure machine on OneRadioNetwork.com. Use promo code OneRadio, 10% discount. Yeah, baby, I love my. If you'd like to get some uh, Pearl Sim, there we have the, um, oh man, I have three containers. I like to have them, I like to have one in all my, my bathrooms that I visit and then also uh, on the in the kitchen, 
And uh, before I go out, sometimes, you know, go to the farmer's market, want to look cute, you know, I'll just kind of take a little bit on a toothbrush and uh, polish things up a little bit. It's it's just, uh, in my opinion, one of the most uh, fantastic, um, really beneficial thing for a thing. It's not really a thing. It's a it's a, it's pearl. It's real pearl. Real pearl. Not mother of pearl. Real pearl. Uh, a lot of calcium, but there are there's also um, target proteins. And I, I don't think uh, uh, you'll you'll find anything that you can do that's this easy. You get yourself two or three of these containers. I would get three. Uh, you get a, a, a better deal. Click on front page one radio network calcium. We talked to Dr. Rulin Shu about it some time ago. Previously, we talked with Dr. Rulin Zhu about using Perlsium on your teeth. You have to experience huh. it to yeah. believe it. <laughs> yeah, you do. That's what I've been saying to my listeners. I keep saying, can't even explain this. Just buy it. Just click on it and buy some. Trust me. Just trust me. And you're going to like the way your teeth look. <laughs> That's what I keep telling. Dentists, they did an experiment uh, on their uh, clients and they literally prove and they literally show the picture every day you know, when they take it in a few days the tooth literally become like you said like a pearl pearl hmm. um like a pearl and it looks so beautiful and really white and shiny yeah it really works and hmm. it's also scientifically proven by the um, experiment and he literally proved it is not only good for your teeth he also proved it's also good for your gum try some of this pearl sim i think you're gonna love it you can try it internally as well helps with sleep great way to get uh, absorbable calcium and also on your face uh, you'll see the green ad there the beautiful green container get the capsules or the powder pearlsium click and order oneradionetwork.com bet your boots baby we were introduced to this product uh, bioage some years ago and really loved it i think david wolf was the first person to talk about it and he said the F3 was his favorite. So I really love David's work. And um, uh, I think you'll really feel something with this. And there's not a lot of products. Well, Pine Pond, you're doing stuff. But it's called BioAge Superfood, a BioAge. It's a microalgae that was created in Russia. The Russian government hired Dr. Michael Kiriak many years ago to come up with like the Dalai Lama of uh, microalgaes. I mean, they were really serious and put a lot of money into it. And they knew Michael Kiriak was a pretty smart guy, very smart gentleman. And so they hired him because, uh, you know, the Russians are quite interesting, uh, interested in getting stronger and living longer and defending their borders. I mean, this is kind of in their culture, uh, long life, longevity, and strength, yeah, you know, kind of, you know, Putin with his shirt off, you know, you know riding around on a horse. It's kind of like a, um, it's in their DNA, so to speak. Anyway, so they, they hired Michael Kiriak, and he, and he spent many, many years experimenting to just get the right kind of uh, recipe or um, the mixture of various microalgaes to benefit in the most profound way. And they, these are spirulinas uh, and uh, dut, dut, dutanellas, 
do Donatellas, rather, and hemoglobinoglobulins. I can't pronounce that one, but they're, they're complementary proteins, uh, large proteins and mineral values. Spirulina uh, pacifica microalgae belongs to the blue-green algae family, and it's really fun to get different color foods in your body. As you know, colors are very important. Uh, spirulina is a light green. The spirulina plantes is a dark green. Then they have a kind of a um, turmeric color, uh, duna, dunaltella, salina, and hematocosis, uh, which is kind of more of a rust uh, color and high astaxanthin content. Pretty, pretty fascinating story, and I think something that, uh, that you might really enjoy having uh, in your uh, arsenal, if you will, of good things to have. I like the F3. That's the most potent one because I'm Italian Scorpio. What do you think? I'm going to get the F2? No. Anyway, so it's on our website. Uh, get yourself a bottle or two and try it for a couple months. Uh, I think you get 180 veggie caps uh, in a bottle. 180. And you can do about 10 a day. I do about 10 a day. And look, I got one left. I have to order more. I've been wanting to order for three days and I keep spacing it out. So, it's really great. It's on our website. I think you'll love it. Uh, there's a lot of good things going on with this product. Um, just, you know, good stuff. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. We're talking with Adam Bergstrom, and he's not going to be on the uh, solar timing. Adam's got his little thing. Solar timing. Com. Boy, I'm pretty excited to read. So the the mind hack. Oh, I'm going to do the mind hacking book and what else? Oh, the butterflies are freer. What's 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 it called? Uh, butterflies need no taxidermist. Uh, cancer. Uh, All kinds of stuff. Cancel, not cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, mesmerism and miracles, etc., etc. <laughs> yeah. Man, I'm going to be so up on things after I read that 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 guy. So that's yeah. pretty pretty exciting. Right. By the way, I promised not to write any books because I was uh, going, but I've made friends recently with a bodybuilder, a competitive bodybuilder, yeah. and he inspired me to start a new journal about longevity and fitness and strength. Uh-huh. And so uh, I'm off to the races again. Oh, uh, boy! And I hung out with bodybuilders at one time, even advised them on uh, nutrition and things of one nature and did a lot of bodybuilding back in the day. Uh, you wouldn't know it now because when I don't lift weights, I shrink up. I only gain weight by lifting. Hmm. That has to do with solar nutrition and certain things. Yeah. But uh, longevity is fascinating and especially inner and outer strength. A lot of people don't know that Yogananda's brother his youngest brother was a professional bodybuilder and the inspiration for many yogas that came over here and for strength training. Can you imagine a college student who was so strong that a steamroller would roll over him back and forth and not crush him? Wow. An automobile would run over him and not crush him? That a person could jump from 12 feet onto his belly and not hurt him? And he was a daredevil motorcyclist. And if you look up his name, which is... Uh, Vishnu Sharon Ghosh on Wikipedia, you'll see what a body he had for a yogi. He had lots of muscle as well as all that flexibility 
and the power over its inner organs. So in the journal, I'm going to be discussing the 110-year-old the turbine tornado, uh, the Fajar Singh. I'll be talking about the great Gamma. We've talked about him before. Uh, I'll be talking about uh, all the strong men and all the long-lived people. And phenomena like if you really are enjoying your life, and a lot of people with money have done that, look at Montecito. I read the obituaries in the local paper for Santa Barbara. One person died at 101, another one at 100, another one at 100, another one at 97, another one at 93, and, 90, and 88 and 87 and 86. All wow. in one obituary. Now, where did that happen? Yeah. And then, interesting enough, then you skip the 70s and the 60s and went right to the 50s. Because our generation, we're not living longer. We're living shorter. It's the people, once we run out of these 100-year-olds, then it's going to go way down about to the 65s or something like that. Hmm. And with the vaccines and the statins and the Tylenol and everything else they're giving us, uh, it's going down even further. Look yeah. at all the blood clotting and things going on. Oh, from the injections. And fish yeah. oil promotes it. People who take fish oil, when they get the shot, they are risking their life because the fish oil clearly makes it. Ray Pete knows that too, and it's common fact. Mm-hmm. 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 So you're going to do a whole book on bodybuilding? Yeah, actually, I'm going to be doing uh, the, 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 the first the personalities and what they did. And then I'm going to actually give techniques on how to gain oh, good. weight good. or yeah. lose weight or get a firm belly or things of that nature. And uh, as I said, my, my new friend is a professional bodybuilder and he inspired me. I used to hang around with Mr., uh, a competitor for Mr. Olympia, Don Peters. And he was a good, he became my coach. When I came back from a hitchhiking trip, I looked like an escapee from a concentration camp. I, I hitchhiked from Dothan, Alabama, through, uh, uh, through Florida, Panhandle, onto Van Nuys, uh, where I met a friend at the airport there. I was 123 pounds at six foot two. <laughs> and <laughs> so when he met me, he started drawing cartoons of me as Wiley E. Coyote. He said, I look just like Wiley E. Coyote. And so then he became my coach and I made significant gains under him and we'd work out at the gym with him and got to know a lot about the history of bodybuilding by going down to Venice Beach and uh, working out at that time. Later, uh, my coach was Ed Brock, who was a, a monster guy. <laughs> in, in, he was in a movie with uh, Gene Simmons uh, that was the worst movie ever made. But he played the big brute in that movie. Looked a lot like Schwarzenegger and about his build. But you have to be careful bodybuilding because by doing heavy squats, his spine compacted so much that he was three inches shorter wow. uh, after 20 years of bodybuilding. So when when he was my coach, he definitely had us squatting with much lower weights for higher repetition. Uh, I don't know if you heard me talking about it, but I've been hanging, right? So I get on my, my bar, and I just hang, and I, I'm up to about 90 seconds, you know, 90 seconds, and you just hang there, and boy, you get, I mean, everything feels stronger. I don't know, I'm just, you know, that, it's, have you ever done the hanging thing? 
it's contagious. We're doing it now too, thanks to you. Are you? Are you? Did you get a bar? Are you yeah, a bar? yeah. Yeah. We set up. We we haven't gone into the store to find a bar, so we finally found a big stick <laughs> that goes between the, the, the. We have like walls around this place, right? And the gate has. So we put it between both sides anyway, and that. Yeah. Thanks, because I used to do that as a kid a lot. Yeah. And it is valuable very valuable brachiation is its technical name and we're stoked on it too now what's the name of it? what's the technical name a brachiation Bra brachi it means like uh, arm muscles b-r-a-c-h-i-t-i-o-n i think i got that right hmm. at this point uh, my my weakest point or just where the most pain is when you're doing it is like in the hand right but it's getting stronger and stronger my hands have never been so strong you know I could fight a tiger. I mean, they're so strong, my hand, and just forearms. And 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 uh, Bear Lando was saying all kinds of things yesterday, and I got need to go back and get the words. I don't know if you heard them, but about things in here and how it opens up the whole chest and the organs and by hanging, you know, like that. It definitely does, and it stretches the spine too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's it must, right? It has to. Yeah, it has to stretch, yep. right? And it's it's really cool. Um, I'm up to about 90 seconds now, and the fellow that promotes this thing, I don't know. I think I got it from Cowan uh, with some guy, and he said you want to work up to about five minutes in, in you know, three or four sessions or so. And uh, how long could you hang when you first started doing the? And did you count it? Did you well, we're just doing it. We're, we're up to seconds at this point. We haven't done it for so long. <laughs> As a kid, we used to, you know, just hang there hang on the side. Yeah, on the jungle gym bars, right? You just hang. <laughs> yeah. Well, when I moved to California, uh, my uh, half-brother in the backyard had actually a set of bars. So, of course, we were on those bars all the time as yeah. kids, hanging and by the knees and hanging by the arms and going around it and all kinds of tricks. Uh, I never did learn a kip and some of those uh, fancy things, but I could do some of the uh, yeah. one leg around. And my speciality was ground gymnastics. I could do the ground kip and flips and all that kind and of thing on the, yeah. on the front lawn. I, I think it's a, it's, it's a wonderful way too to, to actually grow spiritually as well because at some point, the pain gets to be like, then you decide whether or not you're going to hang there or not, right? right? So you just get stronger internally, right? Because you say, well, I can do another five seconds, or and you're just sitting there going, Yow! and you'd be surprised how much longer you can go after you think that you can't go any longer, right? Yeah. I think there's, there is a spiritual spirituality in the challenge of doing that, yes. Sure. You know, pain, uh, if you have pain that doesn't cause damage, then it's very beneficial yeah. because you push your limits and it's a great feeling when you push that limit and get beyond what you thought you could do. Yeah. Uh, there's a science the Russians invented called uh, anthropomaximology. <laughs> What's the, the outer limit that a human being can do? And people keep out doing it. They, they say it's impossible. Then with mind and muscle or concentration, people keep breaking, breaking records. When Roger Bannister broke the four minute mile, they said it was impossible. Well, once he broke it and people saw it, everybody did. It, everybody. There were 40 that, <laughs> one year that beat it. 
just because they believe they could, right? Just because, well, yeah, I can do that. Now you're four minutes, you're slow. That's right. Uh, here's an email from Danny. Where can I find more information on decision trauma and the color yellow? Oh, this is from your Adam's blog. Oh, okay, so let's do this live. This just came in from yeah. your blog. Where can I find more information on decision trauma and the color yellow? I'm sorry if this coming from an ignorant person. No, no, no. All questions are good. I just hope I can get some direction. I would like to change and I feel like I have no ground under my feet anymore. Oh, there you go. <laughs> you know, uh, yellow is the color of decision. Uh, as uh, as Donald used to say, if you come to a traffic signal, red means stop, green means go, and yellow means decide really quick whether you're going to hit the brake or go like heck. You're in the <laughs> it's, a, light. it's a decision so color. Yellow, right? hmm. Think of the yellow being the middle color. In China, it was the color of the middle empire. It's the yellow line down the middle of the road. It's the yellow stripe down a coward's ba back. Cowardice is not making the decision. So you find yellow in the middle all the time, wherever you go. And indeed, in the spectrum, it's in the middle. So Wednesday, hump day, it's a yellow day. Today's hump day, oh, it's yellow day. Yellow Perfect day. timing to ask the question. So yellow has to do with decision. It either means you feel you made the wrong decision or you are got a decision up in front of you and that you can't make it. So uh, I'll give you a perfect example. Someone came to me one time and uh, said, I have a rash on my left finger on the ring finger. Uh, what can I do for that? Aloe, what can I do for it? And so I said, what color do you think of? And she said, yellow. I said, what decision do you have to make? Well, I want to do O'Donnell Lay's therapy. But my husband is in the real estate business and wants me to help him promote that. So uh, that's my trauma and my decision. I said, okay, well, uh, why don't you just help him with the business and then get some connections, learn some things, mm -hmm. and then open the business? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, I'll do that. Now, she had this rash for a month. Her husband comes home about an hour later and says did you ask adam about the rash it's gone she said it's gone. it was gone <laughs> that shows the power of the mind a wow. rash that was there for a month is completely gone because she made a decision that's how valuable making decisions can be and many people get diseases because of they can't make a decision yeah so would a, would a decision rash be in a particular part of the body no the needs the knees. The knees. The knees. You will find on Adam's blog, I wrote a, uh, a humorous story. I had a girlfriend in Houston, and I went to see her, and she said, my left knee is out. And I said, uh, what color do you think of? Yellow. The knee is decision, yellow is a decision. So I said, what male do you have to make a decision about? She says, you. I want to find out if I want to be in a relationship with you or not. <laughs> I said, okay. So, so anyway, I did, I did a, uh, a, a mind hacking session with her. And then I went over to visit Adonis Lake. 
at that time we were dancing to a recording called prisoner of love which was done by luke childress by the way you know i think uh, dr mm -hmm. massey stayed hey. with him and anyway i'm dancing to it and the phone rings and adano said it's for you so i pick it up and she said i've decided i want to be in a relationship with you i said okay i hung up the phone started dancing and my right knee went out and i fell to the floor and immediately i thought uh oh now i gotta make the decision if i want to be in a relationship with her that's the humorous uh nature of it i've got a strange rash let me see if i can show you it's on my shin on the outer part and it's a square and it goes up and i've had it for like two months and it comes and goes as far as itchiness which is weird right i mean it's definitely a spiritual thing because I can tell it changes, which is itchiness. Let's see. Let's see if I got. I don't know if I can do this. Yeah, I got. It. Can you? Let's so that's on the, uh, the right. See it? Yeah, that's the right side. That's on the right side, and it's weird. If if you feel it, it feels like like sandpaper, you know, and I have no idea what that's about. What do you think? Uh, I would guess a female. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's always it's about all a, of, always about a female. It's always about and, a girl, right? And the shin bone on the right side has a lot to do with white blood cells, by the way. It does. It helps produce white blood cells, so it's an immunity thing. Uh, oh. So, uh, so it can lower your immunity sometimes, and uh, yeah, it's interesting. And maybe one of the listeners, your listeners here. Uh, will know where this research is. But one time I came upon that, that both shins are very different. The right has a lot to do with immunity, huh. and the other one, I'm not really sure what it has. And I've lost that uh, citation out of whatever medical book yeah. or wherever the heck I read. One of my problems that my co-author of Yes and I was frustrated with, I would never give I, I just go through read stuff and forget who, where I got it. <laughs> Eventually, people would ask me, "Where'd you get that?" Where'd oh, you two get guys that? Guys, sure told me. <laughs> you know, there. these days, after hanging with Melissa and guys like you and Richard Massey and everybody, I don't look upon this as a problem. I, I just keep saying, "My body's doing what it needs to do, right? It's it's healing." I don't know what it is. I'm not trying to get rid of it. I mean, it's a little troublesome sometimes if it itches, but. I don't know what it is. I know it's going to figure it out. My body will, right? It's just got to. It, See, with an attitude like that, you get it. I mean, uh, yeah. many times I learned from a medical doctor years ago, I think in the 70s, that most diseases, if you don't touch it at all, 80%, including cancer, They'll go, go away. away by themselves. <laughs> They'll just go away. What happens is when we interfere right. trying to fix it. I mean, people die of chemotherapy, not cancer. They die of radiation, not cancer. They die of the drugs to treat it. And even the supplements sometimes they die. If they just left it alone and lived a happy life. Uh, you read the guy? There's a famous story. He was diagnosed as having only months left to die of cancer. Yeah. He decided, I'm not going to the hospital. I'm going, going to my relatives in Greece. Remember that on that island? Yep. And I'm going to live there. 27 years later, <laughs> he figures why didn't I die? I'm going back and ask my doctors in the States why I didn't die. They were all dead. They were all dead. And you know, remember that story? Oh, yeah, I do. Story. 
Migrant gallows are going to turn me on to. And I think an interesting component to that, not to pile on the AMA and all these people, but we will just because we can, they're always wanting ladies and to do more tests, you know, more mammograms, more tests, and come up with bumps and blips and, you know, God love them. They just, and then they, they scare these ladies to death, you know, it's just terrible, literally to death, right? Those tests are designed to find something. Yeah. And indeed, if they don't find something, people get mad at them. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so whose fault is it really? Come on, I paid for this test. You didn't find anything? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it's a pathetic. All of this, in fact, the vaccines, the testing, all of that is to get you addicted to their, that they have the only way. And, and believe me, they're not the only way. But since, since the American Medical Association was formed in 1848, they hatched the plot to take over the world back then. Way uh, back. Ray Pete knows, yeah. knows that too. Way, way back. It's not the Rockefeller medicine. It happened way before the Civil War. Yeah, I think it goes, I think it goes way back, you know, way, way back. Um, this is from Phoenix. That's a good name, right? Phoenix. By the time I get there. By the time I get to Phoenix, she'll be crying. Uh, Phoenix wants to know, really enjoy when you guys get together. You both do pretty well for over 70 revolutions. Well, I don't do revolutions anyway. Well, my thing is now I, I have six, 75 Christmases under my belt. That's what I say, because I'm, I'm not a heliocentric <laughs> guy anymore. But anyway, um, is there a test? Oh, this is good. Is there a test you could actually do to prove your real biological age? I don't know. Attitude is the highest thing. No, I mean, and, oh, and, other than he, I guess he's asking though if you could actually do a some kind of a physical test like blood or DNA or something to prove the biological age. Yeah, there are tests. Is there? But again, the tests, if they come out negative, are going to speed up your aging process. So be careful with testing. But yeah, there's a skin plucking test. Uh, you can find about 20 of them. Now I have a friend that's an anti-aging accent uh, expert, but he goes for physical how many push-ups and things like that. Right. That's not really a true aging no, thing. It's a no. fitness test. Right. And and believe me, I've hung out with Gypsy Boots, who was uh, he was a fitness guru in his eighties. He was uh, running marathons, throwing footballs, doing everything. You, people are probably familiar with him. Even the uh, actually I could consider him a friend of mine mm -hmm. he uh anyway he was fit but when you start analyzing oh i look this i have this wrinkle it sets it up of course the it affirmation does. Yeah. The, the visible sight of something is what tricks us if we go with the affirmation that the word is greater than the sight we start using we start reversing it and Donald Lay was a miracle man because he could make himself old and make himself young yeah. right in front of your eyes within 10 minutes he could make the change I have a photograph hmm. on Sunset Nutrition I believe of him when he aged himself in front of my eyes and when I saw him doing it I took a photo because I said he can hypnotize me to make me see him older but he can't hypnotize the camera he said I don't think he can but there's a picture yeah. on the side of a really old man and then the same year, I have him looking like a kid. 
He could even change the color of his complexion because we can do what an octopus can or a chameleon can. We have cells called chromaffin cells that can actually transform our color. So okay. one time we're driving into uh, Arizona and going over the bridge, I looked at him and I said, Donald, you turned into an Indian. Hmm. He said, without, without hesitation, he said, happens every time I cross the Arizona border. <laughs> And pictures of in there, it looks like a Navajo. <laughs> so we have the ability to do this. And why don't we? Because we don't believe we can. We don't can. believe we can. Once you get rid of that belief, because everybody out there is saying you can't do that. Right now, you're list a, a certain percentage of your listeners are saying, that guy's daffy. There's no way He's daffy, you can do man. that kind of thing. Change yourself from a red complexion to a yellow and back again. Grow muscles and shrink them up. No way. And you know, that's yeah, and the physical is one thing. We all take our, you know, we all have wear and tear on this body, right? We just do uh, for now. You know, maybe we'll, who knows? But I think the real testament for age, if I don't even know what the word means anymore because I don't believe in time, is who we are and what we believe and what we, you know, and what we want to do and what we're going to do and what we do every day and how we live our life, Right. Your relationship with Byron Callen. Um, that's everything. That's we, a biological, you know, as, as as a spiritual being as you are. That's what counts, you know. Who knows what your body's going to do? You know, the body can actually change itself to any age, like uh, Babaji and people like that. He can present himself as a 30-year-old or whatever you want. If you feel more comfortable. Yeah, you get good at it. Person. You'll get good at it. Yeah. One time, I had a, I had a client. She came into the health food store and said, what do you think of this supplement, weight loss supplement? I said, not much. She said, but it works for me. It worked for me. I said, how many times? He said, oh, you have a point. It worked for me 10 times. And then I gained it right back. So I did a consultation on solar nutrition. I didn't see her for 10 days. So I figured, well, maybe it didn't work. I'm driving out of town to do a workshop in San Diego. And there she is at the gas station. And I said, wow you've lost some weight she says yes i've lost 10 pounds and, and uh then i said and i see you've been hanging around the beach because you were pale when i saw you last and now you're nice and tan she said that's the funny thing i work in a bank i haven't been to the beach at all my complexion just changed hmm. my my boyfriend came back from a business trip and said who are you i don't even know who you are <laughs> that's how dramatic it can be yeah. Indeed. Indeed. And I'm not speculating on this. I've seen it many yeah. times with my own eyes. Yeah. Boy, I know my grandma, she, boy, she, she racked up, I don't know, 95 years. I, I she, she was amazing. She, I don't think she had a wrinkle on her face. You know, she, she like, but she never worried about anything either. You know, she just drank, you know, drank a little wine every night and had olive oil a lot. A lot of olive oil and uh, kind of a varied diet, but gardened, and she was just a happy girl. That's it. Just a happy chocolate helps too. Chocolate, really? Mm-hmm. You mean the, ca- in the morning? Otherwise, it's chocolate. Oh, you mean the 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 cacao that we have in our Kabbalamine tonic is good? That's yep, or even chocolate. Chocolate oh. is healthy. The uh, what is that woman that lived to 120 or something like that? The, uh, the French woman? Yeah. She ate uh, a, a kilo of chocolate per week. A kilo? Yeah. And Beatrice Wood, 
who lived here in Ojai to 104, 105. Uh, she said, I owe my living so long to chocolate and young men. <laughs> chocolate, not necessarily in that order. Um, somebody wanted to know if Adam knew about, if I can find it here. <clears throat> hmm. Uh, somebody who is a expert on oh man on sugar. Do you know any real sugar experts other than yourself? Something about sugar? Yeah. Do you know any sugar experts other than you? <clears throat> Ray P. Ray P. And frankly, he probably knows more about the metabolism of sugar. Though I encountered sugar before. Donald A. told me if you get bitten by a snake, eat a bunch of sugar. It neutralizes it. No kidding. Yeah, and I found all kinds of research in old nursing magazines. They healed bed sores with it. But after Ray Pete, I found out about the research of William Butt, that there is a cure for type 1 diabetes. William Butt and then a Frenchman and because I couldn't find a book on the internet that was an English translation, I can't validate that. But definitely William Butt is available for anybody to see his testing and how he did it. He didn't cure type 1 diabetes, but he kept him from dying. Hmm. If you eat a certain amount of sugar, which was 12 ounces a day plus 4 ounces of honey, as an average, you had to measure what was coming out in your urine. Wow. So you didn't over sugar. You just want to stop the muscle breakdown. Well, back then, there was no drug for diabetes. You just died. It was a death sentence, type 1 diabetes. He kept him alive. And then they forgot about it because they got mixed up with the sugar causing it when it's the protein breaking down into the sugar and you're wasting your muscles away, flushing them down the toilet. And, and when did sugar really start to get uh, hammered as a, the, evil, the evil devil thing? Actually, back when they first discovered sugar diabetes, probably in the 1700s, wow. and they, they just assumed that it was causing from the sugar. They never realized that the muscle was breaking down until William Budd and that Frenchman came along, too. Mm -hmm. Great people probably know the Frenchman's name. Yeah. The research is out there. And I know a lot of people that were using sugar for various healing uh, functions at all. Then I read modern nursing magazines, and they said, did you hear about sugar doing all these things? Oh, no, that's like, that's probably fiction. It was done at Johns Hopkins and places like that. They said, all it is is sugar helps the medicine go down. Mm. And that's not true. That's what they want, yeah. Uh, Actually, when you take a medicine, don't take sugar, because part of the healing process is uh, you put it in your mouth and you go, you know how that feeling is? <laughs> that's terrible. That's part of the healing process. That's called uh, streaming mm. in uh, like Alexander Lowen and Willem Wright. Thing. Wow. So that's when you don't want sugar when you take the medicine. When you take the medicine. Uh, Lynn wants to know, uh, is fermented dairy alkaline, like long fermented kefir or yogurt, are they also alkaline? Um, no. It generates lactic acid. How can it be alkaline? <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Now, so that's, that's, a, a, uh, that's a difference. Since a dairy is usually uh, uh, alkaline, uh, excuse me, uh, yeah, alkaline, uh, when you make it acid. But 
Otto Warburg warned about lactic acid. Sugar doesn't cause the problem. People have misinterpreted that. It's when the sugar doesn't burn and turns into lactic acid. It ferments in our body. You don't want the sugar to ferment in your body. And it does that by omega-3 fatty acids, nitric acid, serotonin, uh, cortisol, histamine, all of those chemicals ferment it. Fermented. You don't want to be fermented and rancid in your body. What is dandruff? Rancid oil. Hmm. And does exercise, um, that'll burn up the sugar, right? Burns it up? It actually burns up the fat also. You want to you want to push it to the limit because you want to get rid of the old fat that you've had and you want to burn the any omega-3s because it's impossible to avoid all omega-3s. It's in butter, even. It's in olive oil. It's in avocado oil. You can't avoid it totally. So you burn it as much as you can. That's why exercise is very beneficial. And many of the fittest people in the world have been uh, basically strong men and have exercised. Yeah, yeah. A certain amount. You you don't have to. Uh, uh, it's, it's, you can do it like Ray Pete says, gently. But many strong men have pushed it, and they have lived into their eighties, nineties, and a hundreds. You know, I've noticed uh, um, as I grow wiser that um, it doesn't take as much exercise or anything. To get stronger, as I thought, you know, as we, you know, you can exercise by thinking about the exercise. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do what Jack Lalane did. Now, Jack Lalane didn't follow Ray Pete's advice. He, he, you know, Ray Pete is very light exercise. Jack Lalane at one time was an alcoholic. Hmm. He burned it off by doing a thousand push-ups, a thousand dips, a thousand chin-ups a thousand this a thousand that the guy was 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 a monster for working out huge workouts right to the time he was 96 when he finally left this planet he said i'm not going to rust out i'm going to wear out but he listed the he went to 96 my friend don peters knew him when back when he was an alcoholic that's not in his usual biography (laughs) but he burned off all the alcohol and he burned off all the fatty acids and he burned off all those things and look at him, 96 years old and still swimming laps every day and working out on a regular basis. Pulling, what, 86 tugboats on his 80s, what was it, his 80th birthday? Uh, crazy, with his yeah. teeth he was, and, and, and swimming from Alcatraz to the shore with his hands strapped behind his back and his feet tied? How the heck did he do that? He was People can't of, even swim there normally in freezing water? Lying in a bathtub of ice water until he almost died of, of uh, actually, it's called heat shock. Cold shock is also called mm-hmm. a type of heat shock. What is what is the real cold water? I've been every every night when I do my sauna, I jump out of the sauna and jump into really ice cold water for about two minutes, and man, I just feel great. I don't know what what's going on there. What's happening? Circulation. Circulation. In fact, I used it at one time. To uh, I would go in and take a hot shower followed by a cold one. Then, in Santa Fe, I went out and lie on the in a speedo during a s- snowstorm, lying there, and people are looking at me like that guy crazy. <laughs> I could do some of the Wim Wim Hof things yeah. back then, mm-hmm. uh, but it was a trick. You had to keep the muscles moving, especially the upper muscles, by punching things, 
and then also by taking a cold shower before. The cold shower would last me about an hour, and then I'd do the other thing. So I'd have to, I'd have to do that. I had to take about three showers a day. Yeah, it's very good therapy. Hot to cold, cold to hot, cold back, to hot and forth. back and forth. Circulation. <clears throat> Circula- so circulation all over, and is why it helps, it helps you. your eyesight, too. I first became <laughs> obsessed with cold showers when I read in the Reader's Digest in 1956 or 57 that fighter pilots, before they went up, they would take cold showers, particularly on their torso, wow. and then they could see much better. So it became a regular thing, according to an article in the Reader's Digest. After that, man, I finished off every shower with a cold shower since <clears throat> 1956. <laughs> yeah, I, I love doing it. And it's fun here, Adam. We're so blessed to be on rainwater, and it gets, it's been getting down to 35 degrees at night. So that water is cold, baby. I'm talking cold. <laughs> it's great. Yep. And you feel great. Actually. Oh, it man. doesn't feel too great sometimes when you're getting it, but when you pop out of that shower, man, top of the world. It's only a challenge for the first, I don't know, five seconds, and you go, whoa, you know, and then you're good. And then you just really get into it. And I put on my face and my head and my back and my neck a couple minutes, you know, and I'm going to keep doing it longer and longer, right? And I guess Sometimes it's a, a mental thing. Uh, sure. When I first moved to Houston, I got a job at Texas uh, Educational Aids, and I didn't have any money. So I rented a $60 apartment that had a Murphy bed and a Murphy kitchen. The kitchen came out of the wall. Well, I didn't have money to turn on the electricity or gas, so I realized I'm going to have to take a cold bath. Well, at first it was agony, but then it was easy. Then I got the electricity on, and I said, I'm going to continue doing that. Well, we get lazy. I, it lasted about a week, and then I was back to my warm bath again right. and finishing off with a cold shower. Yeah, yeah. That's what I started was when we had the freeze apocalypse. remember, a year, to, a year ago? And I've been doing it ever since. I just, you know, just like you, it was a, a necessity is the mother of invention, you know, and we didn't have any. We didn't have any hot water, so we just did cold. I just did cold, and I said, "Man, I feel great." So we just do it. Well, kid, man, it was fun today. Thanks for coming on. Uh, we're going to go to the farmers market today. What are you guys doing today? It's only uh, ten o'clock there. What are you going to do today? Working on my longevity and strength book. <laughs> ah, you're always working on. And stuff. other things. We we timed this show because uh, our landlord is putting in solar power. Ah. They keep turning the power off, turning it on. So we arranged it. It's going to turn off in about four hours. Like we could make an appointment. Oh, that's great. What they don't know, or maybe they found out, they have tricked Californians. Sign up for solar power and you can make all this money selling it back to the grid. Ah. Now they said, sorry about that. We're not going to give you all that money, we promise. Just going to give you a little bit amount. In other Ah. words, it's going to cost them and they're going to have to lose their homes and stuff like that. If they don't have enough backup money. So are, Newsom, are you all going to be off the grid where you live then? Well, we'll be off the grid for about an hour. While no, I mean, the, uh, but I mean, it, so is your electricity going to be solar no, power? No, that's what they promised. But see, they want you on the grid. True solar power is don't sell it back. If you have solar power, make no agreement about selling it. They're going to get you that way. You got to make, you got to have a, complete solar uh, way of dealing with it where you're off the grid. Disconnect. And by the way, yeah. they're lying about the technology. 
they had solar power in Florida in 1906. There wasn't a practically an outhouse down there that didn't have solar power. They have known about it. In you can read in Reader's Digest, 1951, hmm. they claimed that it, given the green light, uh, what's the name of the place in uh, Boston? Uh, anyway, the the expert. Uh, scientific experts said we could convert 80% of the world into solar in one year. What happened from 1951? Suddenly, oh, it's so difficult. We got to have these technology and we're improving it every day. And how come you could do it back in 51 and you can't do it now? They're yeah, lying. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> no, they're not lying. Come on. They would not lie to us. Adam, what's come on? Really? <laughs> you know how I used to warm up my place? I took regular house mirrors and put them out and reflected the sun into my place but nice and warm. Just Did with you? a house mirror. I didn't need a solar ingot. <laughs> That's I great. had mirrors lined up in a row so that the light would always be in my bedroom where, or my office where I was typing. And uh, I'd have sunlight shining on me all day. <laughs> Somebody just sent me an email said, Patrick, they're also uh, going to going to get rid of all the the vaccine passports in England. I wonder what happened to old Bojo, man. Somebody, whoo, he must have had a spiritual awakening or the queen called him or something. I don't know. Yeah, well, he was, you know, he's uh, he's going to be voted out of office. Yeah. And that's what he's you trying think to do. Because he's been he's so trying to stay in. and yeah. hypocrisy. And, and look at the guy. I mean, he's, uh, look at that hairdo. <laughs> Actually, I admire clowns, but but that guy is ridiculous. According to this article, this is, uh, I think it's Epic Times, pretty reliable. Restrictions including COVID passes, mask mandates, work from home, all have been removed in England, according to uh, Boris Johnson uh, announced today. Wow, that's a pretty big step. Even yeah. the, the, ever since uh, uh, Malone, is that his name? He spoke up on yeah, Joe Rogan. On Joe Rogan, yeah. He started a cascade. Yeah. And RFK, he's got the best-selling book in America, I believe, right yeah, now. Fauci. Well, yeah. people are starting to wake up, and it's becoming a, a super burden. So they're going to have to back up. Even NBC Nightly News, which every time, it's getting worse. It's getting worse. People are dying all over. It goes on. Every show is the same. You could watch, you could watch a year ago or a month ago and find the same show. But now... 57% less COVID here, 57% less, 40% here. In other words, they're backing down like they solved the problem. Right, yeah, And exactly. so you're going to hear Joe Biden, according to uh, Socrates' computer, uh, give a speech in March that he solved the COVID he problem. He solved the COVID problem. And now he we'll, did a creepy Joe. Creepy Joe. Uh, uh, yeah. What do they call him? The empty shelves Biden. <laughs> Fill fill back shelves. Oh, oh my God! Unbelievable. So yeah, I I think that this whole thing is going to fall apart. So they'll just so they'll probably just uh, throw Fauci under the bus, right, and blame him too. You know, they're just they're probably just going to throw him under the bus. He's expendable. Yeah, yeah he was a spokesman. Yeah, and you know they knew he was a bad guy from the beginning. Uh, the uh, he, He's been around since the age thing. Yeah. So it, he'll get a bunch of money. They'll pay him off. He'll, he'll make oh, a yeah. fortune. I think say, his okay, retirement is. You'll be the scapegoat. I think his retirement is already today 
is 350000 a year, his retirement. More than the president, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And, and all the kickbacks. He's involved with, uh, the, the, which was the first company, the uh, one that began with the name, Moderna. Moderna, Moderna. Yeah. He was involved with that. He financially, that's not supposed to be uh, legal to be involved in making money on the process and the drugs that you're selling. He's been deep and dirty in that for a long time. So what they're gonna do is they're gonna punish him, supposedly, spank him on the hand, give him a ton of money, and you won't hear about him anymore because he's gonna be in Fiji or someplace living the life of Riley yeah. in a hammer. So if this thing keeps unfolding and the narrative keeps crumbling as looks like it is, um, Gosh, somebody sent me a video. Laura Ingram on Fox had Dr. Stephanie Seneff on. Not for a long time, five minutes, but talking about how dangerous these injections were for kids. So, I mean, this stuff's getting out there, and I think Rogan, God love him, you know, he really, I think Malone and McCullough, they each had like 50 million hits, views. Yeah. You know, which is... 20 yeah, times and 20 times as many, so many people, people as are dying yeah from, cnn uh, yeah where they clots, uh, bell's palsy what do they call it guillain bar guillain bar all yeah. these diseases yeah stephanie Sinek, to her credit she's on there bombarding about the different types of paralysis and things that it uh causes too she's on miwi she miwi we're holding down the fort in miwi and <laughs> stephanie Sinek is there every day that's great well there's a lot of a lot of places that are alive and well. Okay, Mr. B, we're going to run. I got to get something to eat. Tell folks about your two websites and uh, um, what they can do. What is my deal? Solartiming.com. We have the books. Lots of books. All the books. Uh, and oh. We have some videos, too, by the way. Oh, you do. Mind hacking videos and energy videos and things of that nature. And then uh, Sunsink Nutrition, 99 bucks, one charge. I write, I write a lot of blogs on there we have uh uh the color recycling video you that you can which is explained in one of my books but it's also explained on uh sensing nutrition and a whole bunch of other things that i won't go into because it'll take too much time okay well thank you for inviting me on on wednesday oh our pleasure you know thank you for coming on i mean you know you're a busy guy you got books to write <laughs> And cows to poke, and you know, poking cows, and you know, whatever. Well, no, it's an honor to have you, and yeah, I just love you, and, and uh, vibrant cow. And um, yeah, I'll let you know when I get wired up with my little Amazon Kindle thing so I can get the books. I'll let you know. Definitely. Any book you want, just, just ask. Patrick. Thanks a lot. Okay, brother, I love you. Take care. We'll see you soon. See you soon. Yeah. May the blessings be. Adam Bergstrom, Patrick Timpone. It is OneRadioNetwork.com. He's the real deal, baby. So that's why we said to Adam, you know, just one time a month is not enough. No, it's not enough here. Let me see if I can find my mouse. <clears throat> well. So we going to go to the farmer's market soon and uh, see what they have. And then we will see you, what, Friday. We always take Thursdays off. Uh, we'll take tomorrow off, work more on the screenplay, and Adam and I are writers and residents. And uh, I'll see you Friday morning at 10 o'clock for 
takes a long time to get young, where we talk about all kinds of fun. There'll be lots to talk about. Things are moving. Uh, not to worry about anything. Things are just falling apart. These people are just, um, you know, it's we're doing good. And uh, you're going to be fine. Don't worry about it. You're just going to be fine. So I love you all very much. Thanks for your support. Let me know if I can help with anything. You can always reach me, uh, Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. May the blessings be. Take care. See you Friday. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.